is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, welcome everybody. It is the Monday edition of Talkback uh, for the first half hour. It's open phones. Talkback is brought to you this morning by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery, authentic New York bagels and pastries all the way from Little Italy in New York City. It can be found right here in Missoula at Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. They're located out on North Reserve. Also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial. The holidays are here. You need some cleaning done for your business or your home. You can get a free estimate because no job is too big or small by calling 260, that's 406, 260-6617. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Okay, here we are, and there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Nick Christensen over there. Oh, well, 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 did we have the right? There we go. Good morning. Go good yes, morning. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, now, I'm noticing you don't have your New York Giants says sweatshirt on. Yeah, you've been bringing this up, I think, every I Monday for the last, <laughs> what, four Monday? Yeah. No, I'm not wearing it today. <laughs> well, they had such a good start to the season, I, I though. Know, I, mean, I know. Yeah. They, uh, their season's on the line Sunday night, though, because they play the Washington Commanders, and we have the same record. So uh-huh. who knows? Maybe I'll be uh, wearing it after vacation, but we'll see. Well, we'll find out. Who knows? Anyway. It's, it was a sad day yesterday. Though. And uh, But the Bobcats uh, kicked some major butt against uh, William and Mary. It's Well, it, it, you had a guy and a girl playing. I mean, come on. <laughs> I think William left Mary uh, behind when uh, the game ended. Yeah, they, they took care of business, and now they're going to play South Dakota State, who's been the number one seed in, all year. In so. Brookings, right? Yeah. They so. do, they're done with their home games now. Uh, correct. Yep. So. Yep. So... We'll see who wins that game. I'm looking forward to watching that. It should be should be a good game. And then North Dakota State is playing Incarnate Word, I think. Isn't that who yes. they? Yes, Incarnate yeah, so. Word. Who, so those are who, the last four. Well, it was more like a basketball game between Incarnate Word and Sac State. Yeah. Uh, because was what, what was the final score? Like 66-63, like something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a D. Give me an E. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but only one Big Sky team remains, and that's the Cats. Every yeah. every other Big Sky team is out of there now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do we have? Six, five or six teams? Well, we had Weber. Playoffs? We had Weber. We had us. Sacramento State. Sac State. And Cats. Bar- Idaho. Yeah, Idaho. Idaho right? made it, right? Yeah. And they lost, yeah. yeah. So at least five. Five. Maybe six if we're forgetting something. That's not bad. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can you can tell we're still bitter. Yes. <laughs> All right. Now, now pe- people have been. Well, I was in church yesterday, and people are approaching me saying, "So now, now, are you finally ready to root for the cats?" No, 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 no. Not this guy. And I you said, "You guys can do whatever you want." And I, no. and I said, hey, "We're in church, so I have to tell the truth." Okay. And I can't swear. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell the truth. Uh, no, I will not be. And I, I mean, we, I, I'm we've, sure they're we've all had, nice kids and all that. Yeah, jazz, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's I don't know. I, I, I just can't do I, it. I can't. Man. I just can't. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the easiest way to put it. You just you bleed maroon, and right, I right. mean, uh, you know, the people that do root for the Bobcats when you know, oh, I'll root for them as long as they're not playing the Grizz. It's like, okay, that's fine. I just uh, <sighs> something deep down inside will not let me do it. I, don't I know. know. I know. I'm the same way. I know we're we're just hard hardliners here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what can I tell you? We're the worst. I know, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I wish there was a T-shirt that says "Grizz till I die." 
You I'm know? sure there is one. I'm somewhere. sure there's one somewhere. Or we got to make one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. But it is open phones, ladies and gentlemen. Now we're yammering on about whatever. So uh, we just want you to uh, give us a call. Tell us what's on your mind this morning. Seven two one twelve ninety. A lot going on out there. And uh, we would love to hear what you've got to say at uh, 721-1290. So, or, by the way, 1-800-568-5309. Or, or, if you would rather do it digitally, you can simply send us, uh, use the KGVO app on your phone, hit that message us button. It'll go right to, uh, right to Nick's phone. We'll be more than happy to... Uh, to uh, 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 put your comment on the air or your question on the air. It's just that simple. So many, many different ways to participate this morning. So do we have a caller, Mr. Nick? Oh, nope. we don't. <laughs> oh, she, wa- <laughs> she was trying to get a number for P- Pizza Hut or what? Uh, close, no, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need to take her call after 10 o'clock. She ah. has some more questions. Ah, okay, there you go. All right, so it's open phones. 721-1290 is our number. I'm about ready to take a break a little early because we would love to get some you know calls on here and see what you guys are thinking because that's the quintessential essence of open phones. You we know. have Tim. Tim. All right, Tim. Good morning, sir. You are on TalkBack. What's on your mind? Well, I've got an issue with the, the young lady that represents United Way. Okay, I've with Su- a, Susan Hay Patrick, yes. Okay, Ms. Patrick. I've been a United Way supporter. Uh, I, I literally, I work for a company that put up the United Way thermometer at, at the bank. Wow. No longer is, so I've been, I've been doing it for a while, but... When she came across and she said, well, the city people passed this uh, bond, you know, levy uh, for the homeless, but the right. county people didn't. And, uh, and she further on roundabout implied that we need to be better educated. Now, we are not idiots out here in the county, okay? Um uh, as what I see, the, the homeless problem, you know, it's, it's, it's everybody's problem, but it's mainly the city's. If she wants to have mill levy for the homeless, have the city take care of it. It's the city's problem, not the county's. And, you know, you're, I, you usually ask, well, what should we do about the homeless? Bus them. Bus them to somebody else that, uh, has a bigger budget uh, that can handle that influx. We build things for the homeless, and the word gets out, and we just get more and more, and we've got to stop. Thank you. So, so you're, if, if, if I don't mind asking, Tim, you're, you're a proponent of the if you build it, they will come philosophy, right? Yeah, and, you know, I mean, look at, look at this way. Ten years, over ten years ago, our great, Mayor Ingen developed a plan that said, hey, within 10 years, our homeless problem will be abolished under his guidance. Well, it was a 10-year plan it, to end homelessness, yes, sir. Well, and it's it's not, you know, I mean, all it was was just put more burden on so, But, you know, we, we need to do something about the homeless. We need to quit coddling them. And I do, you know, I'm, I mean, we need to take care of the families, the homeless families. But those that you know that are don't want help, that are just pumping poison in their veins and everything else, we don't we, we, we don't need to help them. I don't think. 
All right. Well, thanks for the call, Tim. We appreciate it. You bet. You have, you have a great day, and thank you for sharing. That's uh, that's a quintessential open phones comment, folks. Uh, we I did a, I did a story with uh, Susan Haypatrick. I've been visiting with her on a very regular basis uh, whenever the the uh, the topic of homelessness comes up. One one thing that she is very is very uh, uh, tender about, if you will, is the term homeless. Uh, 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 piling everybody into this great big category called homeless, which includes uh, transients and people who are like living on the courthouse lawn, uh, who are uh, abusing drugs, things like that. Uh, grouping them all together was, as uh, Tim had mentioned, uh, uh, single, single moms who uh, are having trouble finding a place, an affordable place to live in Missoula, which really doesn't exist right now. Uh, so when, when you group all those folks together, it... Uh, well, it's, uh, it was very difficult for Susan to be able to process that. So with that, we're, we're up against a break. 721-1290 will continue to talk about whatever might be on your mind this morning. It is open phones for the next 20 minutes on Talkback. Tax refund. And we're back. This is Talkback. It's open phones. Whatever might be on your mind at 721-1290. Skip has been waiting through the break. Good morning, Skip. Thanks for holding, sir. What's up? Good morning, Peter. I, I hope you both had a nice weekend. Yes, sir. Especially with the football game. See what happens in the future now. Uh, but but I, I wanted to tell you that tomorrow down in uh, Stevensville, uh, Elsie Arnson is supposed to show up at the Stevensville school system. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, late in the afternoon, I don't know if you'd heard about it or not, but... My guess is there'll be an awful lot of people there at at that meeting in a gymnasium, and my guess is the que- if she takes questions, it'd be wonderful. But uh, oh, she usually does. Know, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I thought so. I'd not been to one that she uh, did uh, like a Q and A, but uh, I, I think people would be interested to find out what her stand is on a few things, such as maybe hardening our schools, uh, where the money would come from. I know what we're trying to do here in Valley County is is a, a grassroots uh, from the ground up effort. Uh, however, now are you uh, now? Forgive me, Skip. Are you talking about making the school safer with uh, with design changes, things like that? Yeah, we kind of we, we kind of capsulized it and used the word hardening. Okay, as far as as uh, safer for for people to be there uh, and and not have to find out uh, the hard way that that uh, we should have been paying attention to it earlier. Right, right. And, and then also um, things like, you know, curriculum and especially in the elementary schools, the kinds of things that uh, are being presented and offered and, and uh, how much opportunity the parents have or don't have to participate in things like that, how much power the school boards have. But meanwhile, I thought I'd put that out there because as, as you've watched Things evolve over decades, you personally. Uh, and in today's world, if you had children in, say, elementary schools, are there anything that, any things that you would, you would like them to pay more attention to just from your observation? Well, well of, course, of course there are. I, I will, I'll be very transparent. Uh, my wife and I sent yeah. both of our kids to Valley Christian from kindergarten through high school. So uh, we didn't have to really worry too much about, uh, about you know, public schools. But I have uh, kept very close uh, in communication with all the superintendents over the years and uh, doing uh, many, many interviews over the years. Yeah, so I'm very familiar with what's going on. I, I do not know exactly what the curriculum is 
you know, specifically. Uh, we're right in the middle of a superintendent search right now, right? So I, I am not sure. Uh, it's difficult. The, the, the interim superintendent is a gentleman named Russ Lodge, very nice man. I've known him for years. Uh, I haven't had a chance to broach the subject about those kind of topics in our elementary schools. So I, 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 my simple answer is I don't know. Well, I, I hope that uh, I hope it's well attended, and I hope it's it's uh, it's done respectfully, also, because it's a good time for people to start a better communication with with Elsie, and then all other other people involved in that whole big process, in, including union people who who support or or uh, I will use the word protect the teachers uh, and. And 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 I hope it uh, I, I hope it has some things come to the surface that are good for all people to know, especially parents, about about the future of our public schools. But so I thought I'd bring that up and see see what you thought about it. Are are, are you, are, you are, are you in contact yeah. with the superintendents there of the local schools in the Bitterroot? I used to be uh, back when Mr. Moore was the superintendent there before the school bond issues, right before the school bond issues uh, started getting to be a warm subject about five years ago. Okay. Um, when the first one failed, in fact, right here at, at about five years ago at the Stevensville School until they, till they uh, tightened the screws and made the bar higher for educational purposes. I think that's what happened. And, and then they, they passed the second one. But uh, it's it's uh, our education of our young people and and the atmosphere that they're in every day uh, is, is something that needs some attention and we need to we need to uh, address it all and and I hope everybody can can get together and do it in a in, in a way that uh, that we're going to be proud of later. Well, do me a favor uh, when when she comes, uh, give us a call during the open phones after that and let us know how it went. Okay. I will, sir, and thank you a lot. You bet, and thanks for your call. We appreciate it. Open phones continues. Uh, Candy has been waiting. Uh, Candy, good morning. Thanks for holding. You're on Talkback. Go ahead, please. Yes, I wanted to switch to the subject to the national RNC. Uh, Ronald McDaniels is a Romney. Mitt Romney just uh, uh, voted for the... Uh, uh, Defense of Marriage Act, and did you know they have uh, legalized polygamy in Utah? So I don't know what's going on here, but uh, it, there's a lot of bad fish in the basket. So that's my comment. Are, are you are you talking about the the Republican basket in in Congress? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I, I definitely. Definitely. But I wanted to say that Utah has a polygamy law now, so it's legal down there to have polygamy. Well, so, any, 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 anybody that wants to have more than one wife, I... <laughs> not a real good idea. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, you know, uh, the, the whole one man, one woman thing is, is, is very important. Uh, one man, two, three, four, five, six women. No, you're outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. Well, I ran across a kind of a meme that said, if it's a, a sin in the Bible, it's a sin. So uh, it, this stuff has to stop. And they're asking for unity in the Republican Party. And have how can you have that 
when some people think it's okay to kill babies from the point of conception to the day of birth. So uh, there, there's a lot of problems, but I think that uh, strong leadership would cure that. All right, Candy, thanks for the call. Okay. Appreciate it, ma'am. Bye. We're going to come right back. 721-1290, the lines are clear. If you have something you'd like to talk about, we have about eight minutes left. So if there's something weighing on your mind, a burning issue or whatever, something, or maybe you have a question uh, that maybe some, one of our other listeners could answer. Uh, the phone lines are open at 721-1290. We're going to come right back after this time out. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. They can spell risk if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for, harm if accidentally taken by a child or pet, or overdose if they're not used as directed. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. You may find these in your community at local pharmacies or police stations. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Hey, welcome back to Talkback. 721-1290 is the number for the next oh, six or seven minutes. We have open phones, but let's jump right in here and get Mr. Wingnut on the line. Mr. Nutt, good morning. Well, good morning. I had a, I, my understanding is there's a uh, meeting coming up at the county tomorrow regarding zoning. Yes, that, that's going that to be at the, at the county fairgrounds. It is, uh, it, it is basically about the overall overarching zoning philosophy that the city and the county are are coming together with. So, yeah, it's not necessarily about specific building codes, but about the code overall that's going to help, you know, solidify those codes, if you know what I mean. At least that that's yes. the way it was explained to us late last week. Okay, and I, I called in to ask the county whether, you know, they were, you know, they were uh, uh, partnering with um, Compton Good of Missoula, and I had a few questions for them, and, and, they made some comments that I'd like to help decipher. All right. One of them was uh, that they're nonpartisan. And I'll give you a couple of real-world examples of nonpartisan. Okay. Unions are nonpartisan, and I, and I was a member of a carpenter union for a number of years. Uh, and they're nonpartisan. But over 95% of their donations go to Democrats. Um, Jeff Zuckerberg uh, Berg of uh, Facebook, he partnered with a number of states on the, uh, the voter uh, policies that they had in, in providing funding to the states. Well, they were nonpartisan, <laughs> but it, the effect of them being nonpartisan was, was basically a get out the vote for Democrats and using of um, the policies that they enacted to the states. Secondly, the word, you know, they, they said, you know, you're welcome to, you know, to provide comments um, but there's a vast you know, difference between providing comments and being in partnership with. And I know how this works from formerly being a, uh, you know, I was involved this, in this process for things like um, part of my job. And you're welcome to, to provide the comments. Still, when it comes down to the bottom line, it's those that you choose to be in partnership with who have the major say in what you do. So the reason I bring that up is, you know, your county has chosen to partner with is what is basically a, a, a left-leaning organization, and that's fine. But I would encourage you to uh, encourage your county to have other input besides just you're welcome to provide uh, comments. 
And because we see where Democratic-led cities have gone, you know, the feces on the streets in the, in the tent cities that develop. Uh, oh, yes, we do have tent cities in Missoula already. Uh, so that's just my comment this morning is to get the kind of government you vote for. Thanks. All right. Thanks for the call, Mr. Nutt. Mr. Wingnut. There you go. 721-1290 is our number. We have two and a half minutes left before we uh, need to take our break. And, of course, we'll be talking with our Attorney General Austin Knudsen from 9 to 10, taking your phone calls for him as well. So uh, whatever might be on your mind, we still have uh, time for phone calls. I know you talked to the weather service late last night. I did. Uh, what's going on with the forecast? Well, I, I was driving back from my son's house out in Lolo, and there were several vehicles that were off the road coming out from Missoula to Lolo. Uh, for some reason... <laughs> Whenever it snows, yeah, you're on the road. <laughs> when, when when people when people are driving uh, from Missoula to Lolo or from Lolo to Missoula, somehow I think there's something atmospheric pressure makes people lose their minds. They they go too fast. They follow too close. They 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 switch lanes without signaling. They they do all these things like that they ordinarily wouldn't do on in the interstate maybe. Yeah. But somehow it's it's like Le Mans between Missoula and Lolo, and people cannot wait. I mean, they are in such a hurry to get either home or to work or whatever. They're zooming down that highway 75, 80 miles an hour, and it is it's snowing and it's getting slick. And come on, people. Yeah, you'd think you'd, you know, see cars on the side of the road or you hear about all the accidents right. on that stretch of road that maybe you'd learn something. But I will say the the snows that we've had so far this winter, I I moved, so I'm taking reserve a lot more now to go right. to and from home. Right. And uh, people have been pretty good on Reserve Street when we've had bad snows. Right. I mean, in, in previous years when I've been on it, I mean, people are going crazy but that uh but this year so far people are given enough space everyone's kind of going the same speed usually you know there's one yahoo typically in a big (laughs) truck going weaving in and out getting around people because they can right yeah right right but but yeah no i've I've noticed that it's actually been pretty good in town this year well say with me everybody uh uh, four-wheel drive does not mean four-wheel stop thank you thank you four-wheel drive does not mean four-wheel stop so you slump on those rails. Oh, why am I sliding sideways toward the guardrail? And just because you have snow tires doesn't right. mean that you have all this great traction. Yeah, it's, exactly. It could get dicey oh, out right. there. We're, we're, we're up against a break, 721-1290. At the top of the hour, we'll be visiting with Austin Knutson, our attorney general, taking your phone calls for him as well. So we'll be back. Hunters and anglers all over the state get the most out of their Saturday mornings by starting with the Montana Outdoor Radio Show. With a network of over 25 radio stations across Montana, it's the go-to source for statewide hunting and fishing news. The Montana Outdoor Radio Show with the captain and his crew, live Saturday mornings from 6 till 8. In Missoula, on News Talk, KGVO, FM 98.3 and AM 1290. This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. KGVO, Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is 
Hour number two of Talk Back underway. Brought to you this morning by our friends at Phillips Janitorial with the holidays here. You need some help with residential and commercial cleaning. A no job is too big or small for Phillips Janitorial. Get a free estimate by calling 406-260-6617. Also brought to you by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery. Uh, yes, they have uh, all your New York favorites. There locks, New York cheesecake, delicious bagel sandwiches, cannolis, and more. Right there, located on North Reserve. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Glad to have you along this morning. Uh, Nick Christensen over there waiting to take your phone calls and joining us on the phone right now. The honorable, oh, I won't say the honorable. He doesn't like that. <laughs> Austin Knutson, our attorney general. Austin, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. I appreciate that, fellas. How are we doing? We're doing absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for carving out an hour for us to, to talk with us. So, so much going on in your office right now. And uh, w- one of those is a lot of different things in the executive budget that's going to help you folks out. What's going on? Well, that's right. So, uh, as, as you guys know, and I'm sure your, leader, your, your, your listeners probably know, uh, we are getting ready for a legislative session. The Montana legislature is set to come into session here. In you know about two weeks, three weeks, um, and that's where they set the, the state's biennial budget. And we are quite pleased. We've gotten with the governor's office. Um, I've I've been saying this for about two years since I've been in office, guys. We are still policing in Montana like it's 1995. Um, I'm as fiscal conservative as they come. Uh, if anyone doesn't believe that, you can go back. You can look at my records from from, from my votes in the Montana legislatures for eight years. Um, I don't believe in spending money unnecessarily, but one of the constitutional duties of the state of Montana and, and the government is to enforce the laws. And frankly, we just don't have adequate resources to do that. So I'm, I'm quite pleased we've gotten with the governor's office. They, they have included in their proposed budget for the next two years, some increases in law enforcement that I think are really necessary. We're talking about in, uh, some some modest increases to the highway patrol, but where I'm really interested in our increases are at our, our, our division of criminal investigation. We're going to get some more uh, narcotics agents. We're going to get some more human trafficking agents. These are two areas, I mean, I don't need to tell you guys, you've heard me talk about it ad nauseum. We're absolutely being flooded by cartels, uh, fentanyl, cartel methamphetamine, but we've also got a really quite heinous human trafficking problem in Montana that I think has been here for a long time, and we've just never really dealt with it. Uh, so quite happy that the governor has, has given us some increases to get us some more resources, some more boots on the ground, some more agents fighting uh, these, these heinous crimes. Now, there's something else that, that has come up that uh, I, I was talking to Nick about. Uh, the, with uh, there's a new term out there that's called swatting, and I wonder if you if if you have heard of that. And uh, it's it's kind of a bogus deal that gets law enforcement involved. And and uh, so, is there anything you can share about that? Is it happening here in Montana? It absolutely is happening. In fact, we had it happen last week. We had a number of swatting incidents happen at several of our schools, primarily in eastern Montana. Uh, so, what swatting is? I mean, really, basically, is Someone prank calls the police on you, and they they report that you know you're you're about to do something dangerous, or that you're 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 doing something illegal. 
so what happened last week, in, we, we had a couple schools in Billings. We had a school in Red Lodge, and there, there were a couple other schools this happened yeah, to. One, one in Missoula as all well. Yeah. Same, well, yeah, all, all on the same day, uh, these schools were all swatted. They, they were reported that there was going to be a bomb threat or, or some sort of violent act happen at these schools. What that does is it causes law enforcement to show up, uh, and, you know, it, it, of course we take such phone calls seriously. We have to. Uh, in this day and age, dealing with schools, someone calls in a bomb threat or, or a shooting threat, law enforcement is going to take that extremely seriously. Unfortunately, when it shows up to, to when, when it ends up not being anything to it, I mean, of course, that's a good thing, but you've also just wasted a lot of law enforcement resources, uh, sent them on a wild goose chase, and that's essentially what swatting is. Um, so we're 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 seeing seeing some more of these uh you know we we had similar mass swattings happened in 33 states just since this last summer um you know we're we're seeing this more and more across the country we're definitely investigating this at at the uh, department of justice we we don't have anything to report at this time uh, other than to tell your listeners this is happening in montana unfortunately uh and and that we're we're trying to run these people down Austin, what's the, uh, if you know off the top of your head, I don't know, uh, the punishment for swatting? I mean, is this a felony offense, a misdemeanor offense? Because I know people that commit the crime of swatting or the act of swatting, they're they're really doing it to garner attention, right? But knowing that there's potentially, you know, a punishment for that, what, what might that look like? You know, I have to tell you, I've never charged that one personally. Uh, I mean, obviously, I've looked at Title 45 quite a bit in my my days as a prosecutor, but I've never actually charged anybody under that statute. I suppose it would be probably filing a a false report. Um, You you, you can maybe talk about a fraud charge. Uh, There there probably is a way to get to felony charges on that, but off the top of my head, I'm I'm not sure how you'd get there, Nick. How how about this? How about if someone is you know is found to be confesses or whatever is adding up the total of the cost of that response and saying, hey, this is on you, not on the taxpayer. Oh, I think that's certainly a good idea, and that might be something that the legislature needs to look at. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure we can do that right now in statute. I, I think that would probably have to have, have to come from a legislative change uh, in in uh, in the upcoming legislative session. Yeah, I mean, so so just I flipped open Title Forty Five here. I mean, we we could be talking about false reports to law enforcement, maybe an intimidation charge. Uh, there's some privacy and communication stuff that, that maybe we could look at charging. Uh, but but then there's also federal law. Uh, of course, I'm not in charge of that. That would that would go to the U.S. Attorney, and, and they could look at possibly charging that into federal court. Uh, but those are the statutes that we could probably do something with right now. You got it. We're up against our first break. 721-1290 is our number. If you have a question or comment for our Attorney General Austin Knutson, he is here specifically to answer your questions and take your comments at 721-1290. We'll be back after this time out. For over 100 years. And we are back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is our number. 1-800-568-5309. All right. Our guest on the phone, of course, is Austin Knutson, our Attorney General. And uh, let's get uh, Colonel Tim Gardaby up first. Uh, Colonel Tim, you're on with Austin Knutson. Go ahead, sir. Yes, good morning, Peter. Good morning, uh, Attorney General Austin Knutson. Yes, uh, I hope you've been following uh, what's going on with the uh, Twitter files. Uh, it's been opening up uh, quite a few uh, 
repressed information that's been uh, uh, lots of criminals have been uh, been being exposed, and uh, one of those uh, apparently criminals uh, just looking at this morning is uh, Elon Musk does not like uh, or or has some information uh, to prosecute uh, Anthony Fauci, uh, and then of course. There's a lot of people out there that do not like uh, uh, Elon Musk in charge of this because, of course, like I say, he's relating. He's opening up a lot of doors and uh, of what's going on. Uh, anyway, I'm looking at uh, some Twitter here from uh, MSNBC. It says, it's an emerging reality that Twitter is run as a dictatorship. <laughs> and like any dictator... Elon Musk appears sensitive about his power and arbitrary in his judgments. And then uh, here's another one that says, uh, from John Dean, I'm looking for a lawyer slash law firm that will file a class action against Musk. For many of us who were here long before he arrived, he has ruined Twitter and too many ways to explain in a tweet. I guess my question for you is, is uh, because I'm not a lawyer, is, what can Montana do uh, to get anything or possibly prosecute uh, Anthony Fauci for all the massive things that has happened the last several years? I mean, uh, the damage to our children, uh, the damage to our businesses, uh, all the massive uh, massive side effects that this MNRA vaccine uh, has caused people. Is there anything that the state can do? All right. Thank you. Thank you, Colonel Gardepi. So, uh, Attorney General, go ahead, sir. Well, so thanks for the question, Colonel, and, and good good hearing from you. Um, haven't seen you in about a year since the MSSA banquet, if, if I'm remembering correctly, but uh, appreciate the question. This is a tough one, right? Uh, I, the, the, the more information we find out about uh, Anthony Fauci and about what his actual beliefs are versus what he told Congress versus what he promulgated in his position, uh, the, the more alarming this becomes. Uh, you know, on top of that, right now we've got multiple lawsuits pending in federal court about these these vaccine mandates. Uh, our, our newest petition, we brought up the fact that, you know, these vaccines aren't actually effective in preventing covid I mean, the, the science is actually there now. The, the, the CDC even admits this, that the Delta variant requirement, which was the latest uh, requirement coming out of OSHA and, and, and the CDC, that, that doesn't actually stop transmission of COVID. Um, so th th this whole thing is, is predicated on a lie. Um, as far as prosecuting Dr. Fauci, that's going to be difficult from the state side. Uh, uh, that I think I think the federal side is probably the better place to do that. I think there's a lot more discovery needs to be done there. Uh, I mean, we, we've we've got certainly some some suspicious stuff, but is, is there a smoking gun that we could actually prosecute criminally, Dr. Fauci? Uh, right now, under state law, I would say probably not. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens here as this keeps going as as more stuff keeps getting released. Maybe that changes. Um, I suspect if any if any charges are going to come, they're probably going to come from the federal side. Um, but we're, this is something that we are definitely monitoring. 
All right. All right. Thank you so much. Let's get uh, Skip on the line. Skip, good morning. You're on with the Attorney General Austin Knutson. Go ahead, sir. And good morning again, Peter. And, and Austin, thank you for coming on and giving us an hour to help us learn about uh, these kinds of things. And and my, my question will be like planting a seed, I hope, having to do with the Montana State Supreme Court. And... Uh, Recently, they've they've pulled some stunts. I'll call it that. It's like a soap opera, and and our legislature goes to hard work and gets things accomplished, especially maybe with voting laws, things like that. But then, uh, the the whole thing about our Supreme Court in the future is is there some process that the legislature and the people could go through to maybe start up? Um, yeah, and educate you know educationally help people in this state learn how that is 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 a uh, like I called it a soap opera and and do a better job for us in the future through education and the and the and the uh, legislature itself coming up with a process of maybe having our Supreme Court justices be by district or and I'm just um, you know coming up with stuff I wanted you to maybe elaborate on how we could do a better job with our Supreme Court in the future. I'll leave it at that, sir. Thank you. All right. Thanks for the call. So uh, a lot of that's got to be constitutionally based, wouldn't you say, Austin? Some of it, certainly, but not all of it. Um, so, Skip, great question. I, I appreciate you teeing that one up. Uh, so if, if your listeners aren't aware, Peter, this has been going on for many, many years in Montana. Our state Supreme Court, uh, we, we've got a real problem there. I'm I'm very critical of our, of our state Supreme Court. Um, a myriad of things have been going on for many years, but di- distilled down to its core, the trial lawyers, the, the, the liberal trial lawyers in Montana own the state Supreme Court. I mean, that, that's just the simplest way to say this. They, they fund the Supreme Court justices' campaigns. They get pre- preferential treatment in front of the, the Supreme Court. They get preferential filing in front of the state Supreme Court. Uh, there was a case where uh, on order of, of the state Supreme Court, the clerk of Supreme Court had to come in and f- and do an emergency filing on a Sunday for a couple of these trial lawyers. Peter, if I called the state Supreme Court and asked them to come in and file something on an emergency on a Sunday, I don't think they'd even answer my phone call. But somehow this handful of liberal trial lawyers are, are able to get a hold of the chief justice and, and, and get filing done on a weekend. That alone is very suspicious, but there's several other things that have gone on. Uh, the state Supreme Court has, has basically ruled that they are not subject to Montana's open records laws. Peter, all of my emails, all of my state emails, all of my official communication that comes through my office is a public record. I'm required to, to store it, to keep it and to allow access to it to anyone in Montana who asks for it. Now, we were all under the impression that that law applied to all branches of government, to the legislative branch, to the executive branch, and to the judicial branch. But when it became clear that there were some embarrassing, uh, possibly illegal communications going on coming out of our state Supreme Court, well, suddenly the court ruled that they are not actually subject to those open records laws and that we can actually subpoena and get those those emails and those public records. Stunning stuff coming out of our state Supreme Court. Skip, I think you're right. It's kind of a soap opera. Um, so what can we do about it? Well, 
your legislators need to hear that you're upset about this. I, at the end of the day, this is going to come down to legislative cour- courage. Does our legislature actually have the courage to stand up for itself, assert its powers as a co-equal branch of government? The, the judiciary is not the superior, the, the, the superior branch as much as they would like to think they are here in Montana. Uh, and this is come down to does our legislature have the, the, the courage to actually take some action against the Supreme Court? Uh, and, and, and we're going to see. There's lots of talk about it. We're going to actually find out if, if the legislature has the, the, the follow-through to actually do something about it. And with that, we're up against a break. 721-1290 is our number. Our guest on the phone is Austin Knudsen. He's the Montana Attorney General, a duly elected attorney, uh, eternal, et- attorney general. <laughs> <laughs> well, what well, eh, could happen? No. Uh, we're going to come right back with uh, more of talk back in a moment. Several phone lines open at 721-1290. We'll be right back. How was your job to school? Let me tell you, I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hey, we're back on TalkBack. Our guest on the phone right now, Attorney General Austin Knutson, And we have uh, the phone lines are filling up now with questions for the Attorney General. We're going to start with Dave. Dave, good morning. You're on. Now, first of all, uh, I know six people who refused to get the vaccine, and they all died from the virus. Uh, but that's not why I called. I would like to know what you think about Donald Trump's statement about the Constitution. Do you ag- agree with him go- delaying or... or- not uh, sort of putting the Constitution off to to get himself reelected. Austin, I, go ahead. So was that it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Go ahead. Yes. I certainly agree with following the U.S. Constitution in all instances. Period. Okay. <laughs> All right, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for the call. God, that easy, easy question, easy answer. Emmett's up next. Emmett, good morning. You're on with Attorney General Austin Knudsen. Go ahead. Well, thanks for taking my call. Well, I just kind of also wanted to talk about the vaccines. I'm against vaccine mandates, you know that very much. So with this new COVID vaccine or flu or whatever, but I am for vaccines, even the COVID vaccine. I, you know, the new COVID vaccine, because I did get my shots. I did get my boosters. It has saved lives. It's not going to absolutely guarantee you you are prevented from getting COVID. But like the flu vaccine, it will lessen the symptoms, lessen the severity, perhaps keep you out of the hospital. Yes, a friend of mine who passed away did get the COVID vaccine. He may have, um, his soul rest in peace, but he did, you know, get the, um, you know, the, the COVID. But, and, you know, it, it's not a guarantee, but I'm always for vaccines. Also, there's, so I don't think it was a lie. But also another thing, it's again about robocalls. I still get the ones, they wake me up at 7 a.m. in the morning. Sometimes I've had to take my phone off the hook, you know, disconnected because I don't want these robocalls from Medicare trying to scam me and that kind of thing. And I know we've, I've talked about this before, but is there any reports on any progress of catching these crooks and putting them in jail because these spam operators do the spam risk type of things and 
are just preying on the elderly. It's horrible. So those are my two comments or questions. Okay, thanks for the call, Emmett. Uh, Austin, go ahead. Yeah, well, certainly I, I agree with you about vaccines, but I, I think it should be a choice. If you want to get a vaccine, I'm certainly not telling anybody that they shouldn't or, or that they can't. The problem I have is the federal government trying to exercise a power that they have never wielded or tried to wield before. That That's really what this comes down to. That's what's unprecedented and unconstitutional in my mind here. The federal government has never, ever even dreamed that it had the constitutional power to mandate a health procedure for every person in the country. And, and, and it's clear under state stat, or excuse me, uh, under federal statute and under federal case law that that is a completely novel idea that the Centers for Disease Control would have that kind of sweeping authority. And so that's the real issue here. I, I don't disagree about vaccines, and I certainly don't disparage people if they want to get the vaccine. Go for it. But to, to pivot a little bit, I mean, our, our newest petition to the Centers for Medicaid Services, the whole point, the stated point of the Centers for Medicaid Services saying that all healthcare workers have to get this shot was that it would prevent transmission of COVID. We now know scientifically, and the CDC admits this, that that is patently false. The, 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 the vaccine that was being pushed at that time, and I would argue even the current vaccines, but we know they don't actually stop transmission of COVID. And that was the whole premise for the, Medi the, the, the Centers, Centers for Medicaid Services mandate. Um, so that, that's my soapbox on that one. Robocalls, uh, you are spot on. This is just a constant annoyance to us. So that goes through the Department of Justice's Office of Consumer Protection. This is a constant, constant battle for us. Uh, obviously, we're always on the lookout for scams. We're always on the lookout for elder exploitation. And you're exactly right. This is one of the main ways they do it. Um, it's illegal to make robocalls. It's, it, it's, it's supposed to be a situation where you can get on a no-call list. Neither one of those things work. The, the bad guys keep finding ways to get around it. They'll bounce offshore. Uh, they'll, they'll come in through shady, uh, you know, not top-tier providers in the U.S. who are willing to get paid off and, and allow these people to come in. Um, so that's some of the areas that we're looking at to try to crack down on this. Uh, but, yes, that's a constant, constant battle for us here at the Department of Justice. Okay, with that, we're up against a break. 721-1290, that's our number. We have Larry waiting to visit with you. Larry, if you'll hang on, you'll be first in line when we come back. Several other lines open. You have a question or comment for our Attorney General, Austin Knutson. Now is the time to call and get in the queue. We'll be right back. Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver. Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's, it's our roads. roads. It's, it's our, our safety. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. And we are back on TalkBack, 721-1290. That's the number to call if you have a question or a comment for our Attorney General, Austin Knutson. Uh, joining us on the phone right now, Larry's been waiting the longest. Good morning, Larry. You're on TalkBack. Hi. Good morning. 
Uh, two questions. One, uh, regarding the Supreme Court, didn't uh, you file a lawsuit against uh, the Supreme Court regarding their arrogance in saying they didn't, the laws didn't apply to them and did not the uh, federal Supreme Court uh, refuse to take the case? Could you talk a little bit about that? And also regarding, I think it's Title 42, the Remain in Mexico policy that the Biden administration is kind of wavering on. Is there any way the states can uh, make sure that that uh, remains in place? And I'll hang up and listen on here. Good questions, Larry. Thank you. Go ahead, Austin. So, yes, there there were a number of lawsuits. Well, first of all, my office didn't file those. Those were, those were filed by the Montana legislature. Uh, and, and we ended up in front of our state Supreme Court uh, because that was purely a state law issue. Now, you're correct that on one of those issues, the Supreme Court obviously ruled in its own favor. We asked the the U.S. Supreme Court to step in and look at that one. Uh, look, the U.S. Supreme Court grants cert petitions on 2% of the cases that get presented to them. Um, we knew that was a fairly long shot. They, they typically don't like to get involved in cases that are dealing with strictly state law. Um, so that's what happened with that one. Disappointing, but it was not unexpected. So that's, that's that first one. Uh, your second point, the Title 42 stuff. I mean, quite concerning. Agree with it, don't agree with it. The federal courts have struck down President Trump's Title 42 um, moratorium, the, 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 the stay in Mexico. So what are we seeing now? Well, we are seeing record record illegal immigration just this morning down on, on the, uh, the the El Paso sector of the southern border uh, and this was national news this morning there was a record illegal crossing of more than a thousand migrants at once that were allowed into the country to be processed for, for for asylum that's what these folks are coming here to do they're they know full well that if they illegally come into the country break our laws but then immediately say the magic words, I want asylum, whether they're actually seeking it or not, they know they're going to get uh, treated with kid gloves. They're going to be released into the interior of our country with no set time to come back and see a immigration hearing judge. And you know, they're going to disappear into our country uh, and, and put strain on our infrastructure, put, put strain on our, our, our medical system. You know, we were just talking about, about COVID vaccines. I find it stunning that our medical workers are required to have a COVID vaccine before they can come in for work. But somehow these undocumented illegals that we're allowing into our country are exempt from that, uh, even though we know very, very likely that they're probably carrying COVID and, and probably other diseases, uh, but we don't, we don't screen for any of that. Uh, blatant double standard here. So I, I think this is a very, very concerning time. We're dealing with record amounts of fentanyl and, and illegal drugs streaming across that southern border. And I lay that squarely at the feet of the federal government. I, as the state attorney general, do not have the authority to police the southern border. I wish I did. I would try to do something about that. But that is the federal government's job. And they have just absolutely been derelict in that duty there's there's no better way to say that all right let's get uh let's get doug up next doug good morning you're on with austin knutson go ahead sir yes good morning um say i, I have a a couple of things um 
to get an answer to. First of all, uh, thank you very much for being here, Austin. Appreciate it. Um, have you checked into 18 U.S. Code 176 regarding the uh, the COVID jab? The COVID vaccine, right? Well, uh, the co- I, it's not a vaccine. They had to change the de- the the definition of vaccine okay. in order to sell it as a vaccine. Gotcha. That's that's clear. But the the word you used was J A B jab, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's not a vaccine. Just, just so uh, Austin is aware, 18 U.S. Code 176 is entitled Seizure and Forfeiture and Destruction. In exigent circumstances, seizure and destruction of any biological agent, toxin, or delivery system described in subparagraphs A and B of paragraph one may be made upon probable cause without the necessary necessity, I'm sorry, for a warrant. That authorizes you as our state attorney general to seize and destroy this biological agent that is currently being distributed as a safe and effective treatment for a disease to stop infection and transmission, which it is proven that it does not do. So I want I want to hear your response to that. All right, thank you. Go ahead, Austin. Well, I'm, I'm going to say, first of all, that I have not looked at that section of U.S. code specifically. And, and, and there's a reason I haven't is because I don't operate under U.S. law. Well, I, I operate under U.S. law, but, but for the most part, my job is the enforcement of state law. Um, I can almost guarantee you that that section of U.S. code that you're referring to probably authorizes certain federal officials to take the action you're talking about. Uh, whether it's the the U.S. Department of Justice or, or Homeland Security, NIH, I, I I don't want to speak out of school because I haven't looked at that section of U.S. code. But I I will put a hundred dollars on the table and tell you right now that it does not authorize me as the state attorney general to wield that power. That that would be federal code granting federal power to federal executive agents somewhere. I, 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 I can guarantee you that does not author, authorize me as the state attorney general. Okay, with that, we're up against another break. 721-1290, that's our number. Our guest on the phone is our attorney general, Austin Knudsen. We have Rod and Catherine both waiting to visit with you and lines open. If you have a question or comment for the state's top law enforcement officer, this is the time to give us a call. We'll be right back. Authentic New York. It's 942. Thanks for joining us here on this edition of Talk Back. Attorney General Austin Knudsen joining us on the phone right now. And uh, we inadvertently cut off Doug uh, too quickly. He had a second question. So, Doug, here's your chance. What's your second question, sir? Well, thank you very much. Um, on, on, a, on a personal matter, and this definitely deals with state law, uh, I have an issue with uh, local governments and state governments not abiding by 
the Freedom of Information Act, I know it's called something different in the state, but for instance, I tried to get election records starting back in February of this year. I did not receive an answer to my question until late September after those uh, records were destroyed. And again, now I have a sheriff's report that I have requested under the Freedom of Information Act that I have requested six weeks ago and still have never received anything. So what is an individual, what are the options for an individual to be able to enforce the constitutional right for the information that they seek? Good question. All right. Austin, you're up. Go ahead. Yeah, great question, Doug. And this is one that we deal with a lot at the Department of Justice. Um, Doug, I, I will tell you, I think I probably, along with the other elected officials, when, when we came into office two years ago, I, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I was quite shocked to find out that the various agencies under the Department of Justice didn't have uniform um, requirements and standards for replying to open records requests. So that's what we call them in Montana. It's not FOIA. The, the Freedom, of, Freedom of Information Act, that's the federal law. Uh, but we we have the same thing at the state level. It's called just Montana Open Records Law. Um, so one of the things that I've had to do since since my administration has taken over is we've had to go into all of the agencies under the Department of Justice and actually standardize, put requirements in place for, okay, listen, we are no longer going to sit on public records requests for months. This is extremely frustrating to our constituents and to our customers. Um, so... As far as it goes with election law, that's another one that we get a lot of complaints about. And I have to tell you, that comes down to your local elections office at the county level. Uh, It's incredibly frustrating because I hear these reports a lot. Um, I don't have a stick to make your county elections officer respond to to open records requests. Possibly the Secretary of State might be able to to exert some influence there um, because uh, you know Secretary Jacobson, she's the chief elections officer in the state. But even that gets very difficult because she doesn't have a lot of power, uh, enforcement power under our state code to make your local elected elections officer do that stuff. Um, so you asked, what can you do about it? It's not probably the answer you're looking for, but it's, but it's the answer that we have in Montana and it, and it does get used. You can sue. If they're not timely responding to your public records request, that's a civil infraction. It's not a criminal act. It's not something that I can throw somebody in jail for because they're not responding to your public records request. That That's going to require you to sue. Uh, the media does that a lot in the state, whether it's lean newspapers or, you know, the various, various outlets, if they feel like their public records requests are not being complied with timely, they'll file a lawsuit. Um, and, you know, sometimes that, that can kick things and, and get them going faster. As far as your sheriff's report, that one might be a little different. And I'm, I'm going to put on my former county attorney hat. If it's an ongoing investigation, you might not be entitled to get that police report just yet. Uh, it isn't that it won't become public, but, if, if, if it's an ongoing critical investigation, there, there are some nuances in state law. You might not be uh, in, in, entitled to look at that one just yet. 
All right. Thank you for your call, sir. Appreciate that. Let's move along. And I believe Rod is next. Rod, good morning. You're on with Austin Knutson. Go ahead, sir. Well, good morning. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year and all that. And I really appreciate the service you're doing, A.G. Knutson, as far as sticking your head out there and taking it. But it's it's a wonderful service. My question is as follows, and I'm going to change the channel a little bit on everybody. Um, we have these companies such as Who Easy, uh, Shoppers Advantage, and basically what they do is somewhere along the line you make a purchase online, et cetera, and you get a subscription to them, uh, whether you know it or not. And a lot of times it's a trial subscription and you got to cancel it or they start billing the credit card. Well, I did a little re- research online last night on them and they've been around probably the early 2000s and they've been engaging in this practice since then. And there are several complaints in Better Business Bureau uh, of these people not finding out till two years later because they actually looked at their credit cards, et cetera. Um, and anything I can find on them legality-wise is maybe they're just on the razor's edge of fraud, but there's really not a lot that can be done. My question is, are you aware of these uh, companies and or their practices, and is there anything that can be done? Okay, uh, good question. Uh, thank you for your call. Okay, Austin, it's all yours. Really good question. I, I will tell you, I am personally not familiar with those companies you're talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with this deceptive practice. Um, what I would tell you to do is contact my Office of Consumer Protection. That, that's what that office is for, exactly the, the, these kind of fraudulent scams. Um, we do investigate them. I mean, a lot of times they'll start off with just, just a warning letter of these companies, and, and, and very often that's effective. But sometimes we have to take some civil, civil enforcement measures, uh, whether that's actually filing a lawsuit or, or even threatening to. I mean, again, usually the remedy on those things, that the legal remedy is not jail time. It's not a criminal offense. It's a civil offense, which means we have to sue them, take them to court, and, and go after them for, for money damages that we then turn around and, and, and give back to Montanans. Um, I would encourage you, if you've been hit by one of these and, and you found out about it, absolutely give a call to the Department of Justice's Office of Consumer Protection here in, here in Montana. We, we will absolutely look into those. Uh, we, we take these things very seriously. It's not a huge office. I would I, be lying if I told you I had all kinds of resources and, and agents in there to handle these. We don't. It's a fairly small office. I, I, I make do with, with the number of employees that the legislature is willing to give me. Uh, but we do investigate these, and we've got a really good team over there. Um, so I, I would absolutely encourage you to pick up the phone and call OCP. You got it. All right, we're up against another break. 721-1290 is our number. Catherine, Jeff, and Dave are all waiting to visit with you, Austin. So we're going to come right back after this one-minute timeout. It's a question for my friend Jason.